the thief came to steal and destroy. <laughs> this just sent me straight to the book of John, chapter 10, verse 10. The thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and have it to the full. The word love jumped off in me. And I had to look up its meaning in the dictionary. And the definition. I found that the, the prescription for this part says, Life in Greek is zoe. Meaning, life referring to the principle of life in the spirit and the soul. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Father, we come to you right this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus. We bow before you, we worship you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We know that you are God, you are mighty. There is no other one besides you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you that there is no other one besides you. We bless you, Lord. We bless you in this hour. We bless you in this moment. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to tell you there is life inside of you. There is life inside of me. In the spirit, in the soul of God given. The highest blessings we can have this side of heaven Christ himself. Christ himself is life. Glory in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is life in you. There is life inside of you. There is life in the spirit. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You know, tonight, today, <laughs> today we are talking about a time for intimacy with the, with the Lord. Time for intimacy with God. And um, the first step to develop an intimate and fulfilling love relationship with God is to admit that abundant life he promises will never be found in another person. Instead, as the definition of Zoe life shows true abundant life as internal and it's found in Christ alone. Don't get me wrong. God created us to experience human love. Different things. Romance can add and wonderful dimensions to life. But romantic love will never be able to trump an intimate love relationship with God. Frankly speaking, God likes it this way because he doesn't want any con contenders for your heart. Yes, jealousy for your affection. According to Exodus chapter 34, verse 14. Today I read a very wonderful story about um, Lazarus. I love the story of Lazarus' death not necessarily the fact that he died, 
But I just love the story of Lazarus' death, which brings us to the intimacy with the Lord. Many circumstances occur leading up to this definition moment in Jesus' life and ministry. Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha were very good friends of Jesus. By the way, if you don't know where to find the story of Lazarus, read the book of John chapter 11 and chapter 12. Their home in Bethany seemed to be a place of rest for him as he journeyed to Jerusalem. He will go there, eat, relax, and share the intimate thoughts of the Father's heart. We see this in the book of Luke chapter 10, when Martha gets upset because <laughs> dinner has been served and the dishes need to be cleaned. Yet Mary sits and listens to what Jesus has to say in verse 38 and verse 42. You can even see from this story that Martha received the end of the dinner differently than Mary. You know, Martha perceived the end as a mess that is calling for a new order. Mary sees the end as an opportunity to glean a new type of food that could affect her future. Martha gets distracted at the end of dinner. Mary eats a greater meal, the word of the Lord himself, who sits in their midst. Martha receives a rebuke at the end of the dinner. Mary receives a commendation for her, for her faith. Both receive the Lord's love, but only one, re one receive his heart and the relationship for the future. And intimacy with the Lord. Later, this family goes into a crisis this crisis produces something new in their lives and relationship with their friends and matter Jesus. They receive a new relationship with their mentor, Jesus. The account of the story provides much insight on how to receive an end and recognize a new beginning. In the book of John chapter 11 and chapter 12, a crisis in time in our life is a turning point. Sometimes we look at a crisis and we don't know that is a turning point. But I just strongly believe that sometimes a crisis is, is a turning point. We become either better because of our submission, understanding the crisis, or worse, when we resist the lessons being taught. I want to tell you, a crisis can be an acute attack of pain or emotional distresses. A crisis, a crisis can be an incident that produces a disorder functioning of our life process and relationships. An emotionally significant event can produce a radical change of status in person's life. So a crisis creates a decisive moment, a crisis occurs when a situation reaches a critical phase. Will we be able in this crucial time of our state of affairs or decisive and our willful actions to produce a change 
in our life and the environment around us. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Many times a crisis in our life or the territory in which we live requires us to join with someone for help or divinely connect with an advocate who will take a stand on our behalf. Sometimes we need someone to just remind us that everything is going to be all well. I want to tell you today, everything is going to be all well with you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This crisis is taking you somewhere else. Right? This crisis is going to place you in a very different position. This crisis is bringing an opportunity in your life. Just allow it. If you are with Jesus Christ, you've got an advocate. The advocate himself is going to take a stand on your behalf. And this crisis will be shifted and will change to something else. When the word of comfort confronts our crazy thoughts in the midst of chaos, our mind quits its many thoughts, our emotions get off the roller coaster rider of confusion and our heart grows steady. The emergency of the unforeseen situation receives prompt action. The pressure of the situation lessens as we develop our plan for our future. This point of time becomes a moment, a moment of divine change, a moment of enlightenment, a critical but life-changing moment that defines and shapes our history for the future. Will we be ruled by the circumstances of you know, or forever changed by the moment. Will this crisis make you to jump to another position? Let's return back to the account of Lazarus' death. Jesus was notified of Lazarus' sickness and decided not to rush to meet the need. As a matter of fact, he chose to go to Judea rather than Bethany, the home of Martha, Mary, and Lazarus. His disciples had a very hard time grasping the reality of the situation. Hallelujah. He arrives in Bethany four days later. Yes, count them four days. What is wrong with this man? What is wrong with this friend? What is wrong with the father? Jesus could do nothing unless the father told him to act. Was there no one who understood the crisis? It was a crisis it needed Jesus right there, there and there, according to, to the measure of people. But he decided to go four days later. When Jesus finally arrives, Martha stood to question the Lord about why he was not there when they needed him. Listen to me. He is right there. He is right there in your position. He is right there with you. He is right there in that crisis. He's right there by your side. He's right there. But there is something that Jesus is looking into it. It is bigger and is beyond what you see. Then Jesus told him, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God. That is the book of John chapter 11 verse 40. The crisis had escalated. The disease had won. Lazarus was dead. Martha was quick to affirm her faith 
in the future, but was perplexed in the moment. Jesus finally asked for her sister Mary to come and visit with him. Hallelujah. And Jesus says, I need somebody who understands this situation. I need somebody who understands why I am here at this time. Glory to Jesus. And he says, can, Martha, can you please call Mary? Mary then approached the Lord with the very same question, why? But something was different about Mary. Her posture was different. Martha stood, but Mary exhibited a different attitude at the end of the terrible situation by falling at his feet as a sign of respect, honor, and submission. In other words, Mary said, Lord, I will submit to whatever you say and whatever explanation you give. I have sat at your feet before and received the best you had to give. I will wait here now to receive what you have given, what you will give to me, which will be the best in the midst of the crisis. Sometimes we are only looking for Jesus when we are in crisis. But look at the difference between Mary and Martha. Mary was in a submissive before the crisis. He, he went to Jesus' feet before the crisis. When the crisis comes, he remains on the feet of Jesus. And he says, I want to know what is it that is going to happen right now. Mary's appeal to the Lord touched the core of his emotions. The very heart of God. This caused Jesus to express a public emotion. Seldom written about it in the scripture. He groaned deeply. He wept. He released a great compassion in the crisis. Then he exercised an authority that changed and shaped the history of all mankind. He revealed his glory and resurrection power in a way that history and mankind had not known. He called Lazarus from the grave to give him a second opportunity at life. Jesus decides to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change the situation. I can see the crisis. I understand the crisis. I understand where you are, Mary and Martha. But I, I need to change the crisis. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And then Jesus says, I'm going to exercise the authority that will change the shape of history. I will exercise the authority that will change how we look at things. He revealed his glory and resurrection power in a way that history and mankind had not known. I want to tell you, Jesus is going to make you to experience his authority. Allow the crisis. Don't be the one that is complaining about the crisis, but be the one that is remaining on the feet of Jesus. Because... Through your crisis, he's going to change. Hallelujah. He's going to change the course of history. He revealed his glory and resurrection power in a way that history and mankind had not known. He called Lazarus 
from the grave to give him a second opportunity at life. He called Lazarus from the grave. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Mamela, maybe your crisis, it needs Jesus to change what has been before. All things that have been sorted out in a different way. But I want to tell you today, Jesus wants to change the situation. Hallelujah. I pray that you remain in an intimacy with the Lord. This was a catalyst that created a chain of events that escalated the need for him to complete his mission and get to Jerusalem to accomplish the redemptive plan of the Father for you and me. Lazarus, who was good and dead, lived again, and the world around had to deal with the change. I want to tell you, your situation, it needs Jesus Christ. Your crisis, it needs Jesus Christ. But it depends. Where have you been all the time? Have you ever had an intimacy with the Lord? Have you ever been on the chest of Jesus? Have you ever said to yourself, I want to be right on the chest of the Lord? A change the whole thing. Lazarus was dead, now he lives. A change. What they knew about him, the changing of the water to wine, began the manifestation of the glory that caused six of his disciples and a wedding party to believe. The glory of resurrection power that was displayed at the tomb of Lazarus will cause the complete religious world, the civil government, the countless followers to believe and embrace the glory or reject the change that will result from this manifestation and the demonstration of the Father's love. Your situation, I want to tell you, it needs Jesus himself. He's going to change everything. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to tell you, hallelujah, the series of events that we see Mary creating is a key to our own lives. In every situation, circumstances, crisis, and even every drastic ending, we need to let a worship posture to be exhibited. Resurrect means basically to rise again, to come from a dormant stage. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As I'm about to pray, there are three dimensions of resurrection power that we need to understand. Death, life, and glory. Before the crisis, where have you been? Have you been on the chest of Jesus Christ? Have you been on the feet of Jesus Christ? Have you been with the Lord or were you busy? Because now there's a crisis. Martha says, how can you delay? Hallelujah. Let's look into this. Death is more than just the end of the biological process. Death can be linked to a spiritual state where we are separated from God. Death can represent a time 
when we are morally twisted and the power of life is not being released through our being. In other words, our consciousness is sealed. The judgments of God are, are then allowed to work in time and attempt to return us to the life process that we rejected. That also represents the blockage of grace and removal of his favor. Only the gift of life through Christ can counteract the death that holds human in a firm grip. Jesus says, you need to choose me today. In the book of John, chapter 15, verse 16, verse, chapter 15, verse 16 to 26, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you these things. I command you that you love one another. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world will love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I, choose, I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you. A servant is not greater than the ma his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Jesus says, they hated me without a cause. But when the helper comes, whom shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeded from the Father, he will testify of me. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to tell you something. Right in the crisis that you are in, Jesus is about to resurrect that crisis. Right in a position where you think there is death, Jesus is about to resurrect you from death. In the position where you say to yourself, you cannot be able to stand up, I want to tell you, Jesus Christ is right there. Martha did not know when Jesus arrived. Miriam did not know when Jesus arrived that it was a time of Lazarus' resurrection. I want to tell you in a situation, in whatever you're going through, you're about to be resurrected. Life can refer to the active movement and the biological processes of men. However, I like referring to life as the vitalizing power of God. Our spirit comes alive to our creator when we submit our inner life to Jesus Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to mold and make us into our destiny roles. We are given God's life when we believe in his son, Jesus, and allow the Holy Spirit to fill our human spirit, according to Ephesians chapter 2. His life, glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth, his life makes it possible for us to live righteously. This will allow us to express our future with hope of resurrection power. John chapter 3, verse 15 to 21, the Bible says, that whatsoever believe in him should not perish, but have internal life. The crisis 
they found themselves in. It was a crisis that needed Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus says, but he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they may be done in God. John chapter 3, verse 21. Therefore, let that abide in you which you had from the beginning. If what you had from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. 1 John chapter 2, verse 24 to 29. Hallelujah. I like the fact that Martha and Miriam, they took a different posture when they were serving dinner to Jesus in the book of Luke chapter 10. But in, 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 in John chapter 11, they are faced with a crisis. And this crisis, it was different. It reminded them where all along have they been in the intimacy with the Lord. I want to ask you a question. Where are you with the Lord at this moment? The glory refers to God's splendor revealed to us and seen around. It is an expression in this world of the beauty, the power and the greatness of our God. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O oh Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. This is John chapter 17, verse 4 to 5. I love the book of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1 to 2 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There is a crisis, but this crisis, it requires you to explain your position with the Lord. Where have you been? Hallelujah. There is a place where the revelation of heaven intersects in the truth of realm. The revelation creates the entryway for your next opportunity. The Apostle Peter, hallelujah, the Apostle Peter was not always a man who made the right decision or acted perfectly in crisis time. But he could tap into a revelation better than most of the disciples. The problem was that this, his emotions and mind seemed to be a hindrance to him walking out what he was hearing. But what I like about Apostle Peter is the fact that he always wanted to be an intimate with Jesus. 
Jesus revealed his great his goodness to Peter when he entered Peter's business and showed him a better way to bring and supply. This caused Peter to repent for his mindset in business. However, the Lord was doing more than just teaching him a lesson on how to finish better. Was also revealing that Peter had a call beyond fishing. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He has taken, he took the fall and thought of me. Jesus took the fall and thought of me. He is the king of all days, also highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly, you came to the earth, you created, all for love's sake became poor. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I'm about to pray. Hallelujah. And I want us to pray right now. Glory to Jesus. I want us to pray. I want us to thank God. I want us to say, Father, we are seeking the intimacy with you. Hallelujah. We need to exercise our confession of faith and commitment of love to God. We choose to obey him. We choose that intimacy with the Lord. Hallelujah. We choose that intimacy with the Lord. You know, what? I, 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 I just want to continue a little bit with the story of Peter. Then there was a moment of the great breakthrough when Peter broke into the Father's heart. Heaven touched earth. Revelation about who the Lord really was came into Peter's heart. You need the Lord's revelation. You need Jesus to be really revealed to you who he is. At Caesarea Philippi, Jesus began to question all the disciples in an attempt to gather information on how those in the religion perceived his identity. Most disciples replied that the people believed that he was a prophet. Some even believed that he was one of the key prophets, Elijah, Jeremiah, or John the Baptist. Then he asked them, well, what about you? Who do you say I am? In the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 12 to 15, Peter broke into the different realm of understanding. A revelation was revealed to Miriam when he said, I'm not going to be busy washing dishes. I'm not going to be busy finding out what is the last food. But what I'm going to be busy with, I want to be on the feet of Jesus. But we see something different with Peter here. Peter broke into a different realm of understanding. What had been hidden was not revealed. He had the answer of all answers. He responded with, you are the Christ, the son of God. Let Jesus be revealed to you. Let him be revealed in this crisis. Let him be revealed in your situation. Pray for a revelation that will make Christ to be revealed. The Lord then exclaims, Peter, only the Father could have shown you this. Then Jesus prophesied to Peter with the famous prophecy. Then Jesus answered him, 
Blessed, happy. Listen to this. Blessed, happy, fortunate, and to be envied are you, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood. Man did not reveal this to you, have not been revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven, listen to me, in your crisis, in your situation, you need things to be revealed by Christ Jesus. Because man cannot reveal the power of God. They cannot reveal the power of resurrection. They cannot reveal the power of life. They cannot reveal the power of glory. Your situation needs the power of the glory of God. And Jesus said, and I tell you, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the powers of the infernal religion shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind declares to be improper unlawfully on earth shall be what is already bound in heaven and whatever you lose declare lawfully on earth shall be what is already loose in heaven. Jesus is saying, get the revelation about me. He says, get a revelation about him. Find an intimacy with the Lord. And he will prophesy these words. Blessed, meaning happy, fortune, fortunate, and to be envied is you. Hallelujah. The prophecies spoken by Jesus have moved from generation to generation to those who will seek, uh, seek further for the revelation to build heaven's pattern in the earth realm. This word gave leaders the authority to forbid the enemy from working to, to, to permit the spirit of God to have liberty to move in the earth to, 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 to retrain evil, to comfort, to judge, and give more revelation for building and unlocking the kingdom. Listen to me. Jesus is saying to you right now, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you as long as you have caught the revelation. Hallelujah. The gates of hell shall not prevail against you. The gates of hell shall not find a position against you. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I am willing and obedient. Let me eat the goodness of the land. According to the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, like Christ, let me be a son who learns to be obedient by the things I suffer. In the book of Hebrews chapter 5 verse 8, as an obedient child, I will not conform myself to the former last of things. According to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14, may I walk in your authority so that all the congregation of the children of God may be obedient. Let me not be like the nations the Lord destroyed before us. Lord, make us to be obedient to your voice, O Lord. Heavenly Father, make us to be able to hear so that we can be able to receive the gold and silver of heaven. 
Heavenly Father, through, through it all, the grace that you have given and released to us, Father, we are welcoming it into our lives. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have put upon us a protection, the power of the blood that protects us. Let us be like those who will, who, who will walk in your ways all the time. Let us be like those who will always listen to your words. Heavenly Father, open in our hearts your revelation so that we can be able to know you. We can be able to find a position of intimacy with you. Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you, Lord, that as you say, every crisis, it needs you. Every crisis, it seeks you. Father, we know that as we know that we have victory in our crisis. We have victory in every crisis around us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because you are with us, we know that we have victory. Because we are with us, even the dead things that will rise up because you've got a power of resurrection. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a divine position that we have released to us. We thank you for the victory over all crises. We speak 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you are with us. Every spirit of crisis, every fear that has been tormenting our lives, the blood of Jesus Christ has removed it. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for your greatness. There is no crisis that you cannot remove. Even the very same crisis that we are faced with, Lord, you know exactly that we will remove, you will remove it. Every spirit of crisis that is tormenting us right now, the blood of Jesus has removed it. Every evil river of the crisis flowing into our lives, we want you to dry up by the fire in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. For it is written that the Russians are as bold as lion. We are rising up, Lord. We are commanding every crisis as we send the power to this crisis. We believe that right now the glory of the Lord is with us. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, this afternoon. We thank you for this hour of prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. I want to tell you as, as, as we are about to finish right now, I want to tell you this thing. Many times a crisis in our life or the territory in which we live requires us to join with someone else for help or a divinely connected with an advocate who will take a stand on our behalf. In this instance, Jesus is our advocate. Sometimes we need someone to just remind us that everything is going to be right. I want to tell you, in your crisis, 
everything is going to be right. In your crisis, everything is going to be right. That reassuring sound in the voice of someone we respect and who represents stability in the key of us, not fearing but making a clear decision on how to process the situation and move forward. When that word of comfort comes, our crazy thoughts, they move away. I want to tell you, Jesus is right in your crisis. The emergency of the unseen situation receives prompt action. The pressure of the situation lessens as we develop our plan for our future. Jesus is right in your crisis. When Mary and Martha, they had the situation. Their brother is dead. They grow into this crisis. And it produces something new. It comes with something new. It comes with something different. Jesus said, I am right here. When Jesus arrives in Bethany four days later, Listen to me. He was not late. He made it purposely because this crisis was not unto death. I want to tell you, your situation, it is not unto death. Your situation, it is not unto finish. Your situation, it is not in a position where you will lack life tomorrow. When Jesus finally arrived, Martha stood to question the Lord about why? Why, Lord? How can you allow me to go through this crisis? And Jesus simply says, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. If you will believe, you will see the glory of God. If you will believe, the crisis has, has, has escalated. The disease had won. Lazarus was dead. Martha was quick to affirm her faith in the future, but was perplexed in the moment. Maybe your future does not give you the great position to say, I'm going to make it. But I want to tell you, you will make it. You will make it. When Jesus found that Martha had no faith and he said, I need to raise Lazarus from the dead, but I cannot raise Lazarus standing next to someone who does not have faith. Some actions Jesus cannot perform until your faith has risen above. He needed Mary. Jesus finally asked for her sister Mary to come and visit with him. Jesus said, I need somebody that will believe. I need somebody who understands. I need somebody who say, this situation, it is going to come alive. And Mary come and approached Jesus with the same question, why? But something was different about Mary. Her posture was different. Her position was different. Where she was, 
was different. Martha stood, but Mary exhibited a different attitude at the end of a terrible situation by falling at Jesus' feet. He said, I need to have an intimacy with Jesus. This situation is not easy. This situation needs me to be in an intimacy with the Lord. This situation seeks a face-to-face with the Lord. This situation seeks a face-to-face with the Lord. And then he says, I'm going to worship God. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because I want to remain on his feet. Her posture was different. I want to ask you today, this afternoon, right now, your posture must be different. Martha stood, but Mary exhibited a different attitude. Hallelujah. Let your attitude be different. In other words, Mary said, Lord, I will submit to whatever you say and whatever explanation you give. I will... I have sat at your feet before and received the best. You cannot sit on his feet now if you have never sat on his feet before. Martha said, I will sit on your feet right now because I have been on your feet before and I know you're going to do something different. As we are closing right now, Mary appeals to the Lord, touches the core of his emotions. The very heart of the Father. If you have ever been in an intimate with the Lord, right now, today, your cry, your appeal, it will touch him. This caused Jesus to express a public emotion. Seldom written about in the scriptures, he grew, he groaned deeply. He was groaning deeply. He wept deeply. He released a great compassion in the crisis. He started to exercise the authority. You need to Jesus. You need Jesus to exercise the authority. You need him to exercise the authority right now in your life. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Jesus said, I'm going to experience, I'm going to make you to experience something that you have never experienced before. He released a great compassion. Then he exercised an authority that changed and shaped the history. Jesus wants to change, to change your position. Jesus wants to change your situation. Your crisis is changing. Psalm 27 verse 8 says, When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. You need to seek the face of God. When I started, I said, we are talking about to be intimate with the Lord. Some things with God are so personal, so intimate, that they cannot be described with words. They can only be felt with the heart. This is how true intimacy with God 
is we feel that no one else can really understand the special bond that we share with him because it is altogether personal. Mary had a personal intimacy with the Lord. This he had a special intimacy with him. This describes a relationship with Christ. My relationship with Christ, he has comforted me as I always had cried. He has directed me. He has taught me. He has rebuked me. He has guided me. He has loved me. There have been times when I have thought that my heart will burst with emotion for him would understand the depth of my relationship with him. But me and my savior, our relationship is different. It's a true intimacy with God. When we feel that no one else will totally understand, even if we try to explain, because the relationship with God is personally. When we feel we are going through some things, even somebody cannot understand, but God becomes the one that understands. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to tell you tonight, as, as, as I finish this part, Psalm 27 verse 4, one thing I have desired of the Lord, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As I finish today, I want to tell you, Right this afternoon, seek the intimacy with God. If, in, if, if you haven't ever committed yourself to a personal relationship with him, it is not fraught with the difficult requirements and religious duties. He doesn't ask that you change yourself before you commit to him. He just asks that you come as you are, confess your sins to him, recognize your need. To, to have your sins forgiven and accept him and accept his gift of forgiveness that he has offered to you. Glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want to ask you today, I want to ask you today, right at this moment, right at this time, right at this hour, Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I want, I, want, I want to pray a prayer with you. I want to pray a prayer with you right now. I want to pray a prayer with you, a very special prayer with you. And I want you to pray it by faith. And I know that after you have prayed this prayer, your life will be different and intimacy with the Lord will have been made different. Say, Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner. My sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry 
And now I want to turn away from my past sinful life. Please forgive me and help me to avoid sinning again. I believe that your son Jesus Christ died for my sins and was resurrected from the dead, is alive, and is seated right on your right hand side. And he hears my prayer. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life, to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me to obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus, I pray. That is the simple prayer that I wanted you to pray. And I believe if you have prayed this prayer, you have found yourself closer to the intimacy with God. It's not difficult. It's not heavy. Your crisis is resolved today. The moment you get closer to God, glory to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to the King of Kings. Glory to Jehovah. Glory to the King of Kings. Hallelujah, O oh God. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for this moment. We thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, as we finish this hour of prayer, we want to thank you that you gave us, hallelujah, a moment. We are both admitting and confessing that we are sinners. We believe and confess that Jesus Christ has died for our sins. We qualify today to confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that he has raised, he has been risen from the dead. Lord, we want to thank you today. We declare boldly that sin shall not have dominion over our life again. We are born again. We are new creatures. This declaration, it brings a position in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Thank you.